Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views of Opinions and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, thanks for joining us here this morning. It's uh, show number 1,890, if you can believe that. 15th day of May. Where is my life going, man? Where, where is it gone? Glad, as always, that you guys would join us in here today. Appreciate it. I want to say at the top of the shoot here, before I get running too fast, too far, how much I appreciate the fact that Clay, Clay Parker came and gave us, uh, I don't know, was it four days, Clay? Four days he's been here preparing, uh, help, doing a lot of work around the around Sky High. You know, we're getting ready for our annual event coming up here in June 9. Is it what, June 9, 9, 10, 11? And just a lot of stuff need, needed to be done, and Clay, Clay was uh, Clay was here, and Clay worked me to the bone, and I'm glad he did. And it rained, Clay. Uh, just so you know, you, we were trying to get the, the staining of the deck done before it rained. And Clay, it rained. My God, did it rain after? <laughs> it rained and rained and rained. So we pray that that deck with, withstood it, and it's it's all good. And just appreciate you you willing to come down and, and help us with that, and. Uh, Got a chance to see Amen. Betty. Got a chance to see Betty. Glad to do it. Amen. Got a chance to see Betty on Saturday, and always always enjoy to see Betty. I'm going to talk a little bit about that here as, as we we dive into it. And uh, uh, I just remind all of you again the annual up on the screen right now the annual Ohio event is uh, June 9, 10, 11. People never. Some of you out there may have never been to an event like this, and we're doing some 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 individual training and stuff like that. Uh, but the fellowship is just like like unbelievable fellowship. We rent a big tent. We provide all your meals. You got to find your own hotels and stuff like that. But you can camp. You can you can bring a you put, put up a tent. You can bring a drag in a camper. Although we don't have an electric uh, connection, you want to bring your own generator. We got all kinds of space, and um, maybe we'll have a little bit of water in the pond by then. Although probably not a whole lot. But we would love love for you to come, especially if you're a first timer and you've never really uh, met face to face. It's exciting when people get together because you say, hey, I know you. You're you're Gene. I see you in the show. Oh, you're Mike. You're Clay. Oh, I know that voice. And it's just a, it's just it's just a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. And you can register. We charge. We have to charge. We have to charge seventy five bucks a head. That includes all of your food. We get tents and portageons. It's it just takes some money to do it. So get signed up in there. Make make it make it a priority. If you really want to be encouraged in your faith, make it a priority. We promise you that the practical trainings we're going to do are going to be well worth it. It's going to be stuff that you're going to be able to carry home and uh, hopefully apply, or maybe maybe not have to apply. I think that would be the best thing. And I'll get to the details later of what we're going to talk about, but those, that's important. And then uh, Bobby Lee is uh, Bobby's getting us into some camping, training the unapologetic Christian, July 14th through July 16th, and it's a camping event. You don't have to do a you don't have to camp, but you can bring a tent. You can you can stay in a hotel. You can do whatever. And there's information there. And again, well, uh, folks, if you don't purposefully put that stuff on your calendar now, you, it, 
your calendar will fill up. It's, it's just kind of what happens. And uh, Bobby wants uh, men and women can come. Yeah, men and but uh, no, they're not going to be men and women sleeping in the same tent. Sorry, not going to play any that high school stuff. So, uh, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't know why you even thought that. It's kind of kind of the way it is. So, a couple of things I want you want you to be uh, really really aware of. And uh, I was thinking today, so much when I woke up this morning, I didn't have a. Sometimes I wake up a really strong anointing, really strong, and I had a. Uh, Mixed message this morning. I said, Lord, where you want? I had about four places I wanted to go, and I couldn't get I couldn't get a real bead for where it is I wanted to go. And I was I was reminded today as I got up, our son-in-law uh, Morgan. Some of you know Abby lives at the top of the hill. Her husband is uh, he's been an owner of of Jimmy John's restaurants, three of them for how long, Michelle? I don't know. Long time. Life goes so fast, like ten years or something like that. And he's been as you anybody who runs a business knows this. You, you're married to your business. You're married to it. <laughs> I mean, it's just a reality. Somebody doesn't come to work, you get to call. Something goes wrong with the machine, you get to call. And even when you're off, you're never off. And even when you're out playing golf, trying to relax, you think about what's going on at the store and stores, three of them. And uh, so he made the decision to um, to move on with his life. And he was able to find a buyer for his stores. Another guy owned some other Jimmy John stores, bought his stores. And Morgan left. Uh, Abby last night didn't leave her. That sounds awful. He's going to become an, believe it or not, an airline pilot, an airline pilot. He's been accepted into this program in Cincinnati. And uh, it's going to take about an eight months. He'll be, he'll be flying jet airplanes. Can you believe that? It takes eight months of training. So he left the family last night to go to Cincinnati, spends a week in Cincinnati, he can come home on the weekends if provided that it's not a plane available for them to get airtime in. So it's, you know, it's kind of convoluted. And I, I said to uh, Abby, who's, you know, her husband's leaving. She's got four little kids and we live right down at the bottom of the hill. So anybody's got any nefarious things thinking about coming and take, taking advantage of the fact that Morgan's not around. We have a, a lot of high powered weapons uh, trained on certain areas out of our property. So uh, come at your own risk. Just want to, I just want to give you a fair warning on that. But I said, you know, Abby, we forget, don't we friends? We forget. How long ago was the Gulf War? I'll never forget that. Uh, I was coaching football at London High School, and the Gulf War hit. Whatever, but we could talk about that, couldn't we? The Gulf War, the uh, Bush's invasion of uh, of of whatever. Oh my God, could I talk? Anyway, a uh, couple guys that I knew, they had to go to. They they were in they were in the Army Reserves, and they had to go. So what? Yeah, I've been called to Iraq. When? Well, I got to leave next week. You leave next week. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, they call me. And so I said, listen, Abby, you got to realize this, that, man, just even 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when it, when it was Gulf War, somebody got to put it up there for me. Gulf War was in, 19, yes. wow, is that right? 1990? Yes. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. It was that long ago? You guys remember when guys left their homes and went and fought in the Gulf War? So they didn't have any choice. They came back and. You know, they someone were deployed for six months or eight months or nine months. They left their family to go fight. Cut it out, you two. What's that, Jim? What's that? It doesn't matter. So, so I said, look, you got just got to look at it like that. You know, Morgan's been called away, man. He's been called away. We'll get through it as a family, and when he gets back here, eight months in January, whenever that thing will be, life's going to be different. He's going to be an airline pilot, and he's going to be home more often, and not have those headaches and all that stuff. So. Um, 
big shakeup here in in our family. And then the other ones are just I I just give you some personal information because I know a lot of you want to want to know. And uh, we really really made some progress. My other our daughter Maggie, who has four children as well, Maggie's been living in the, just the most just an old downtown house in in downtown Haven. I don't I don't know how else to explain it. Hundreds of year old house, creeks in every area. I'm I mean. You walk in building creeks. You know what I'm talking about. She sacrificed, and her husband and their four kids have sacrificed living in there. And they broke ground and building a house right over here, just right through the woods here on, on, our, on our property. And that's really making progress. And so, you know, look, in the times in which we live, friends, we have to, we have to prepare. We have to prepare like we're going to die tomorrow and live like we're going to be here forever. So in the midst of everything that's going on, we can't we can't get so distracted about how bad things are that we lose sight of the fact there is a future. And we have to continue for our children and our grandchildren uh, to continue to build that future, whatever that would look like. And uh, gladly, sadly, whatever whatever word you would want to use, I'm, I'm of the opinion that a collapse of America might be a good thing. Would anybody else give me an out, a thumbs up? Amen, Coach. It might be it might be a good thing if America would collapse. We get rid of some of this crap that's going on on around all of us. Amen. And I want to tell you, I want to tell you this. Uh, this. This is kind of really where I want to go with you a little bit here this morning as we get we get rolling. Um, it's all about power, and it's fun. Not not I'm not talking about uh, 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 frequencies, which we talked about last week. I still think that's really really fascinating. Not about power. No, it's about power and authority. That's really where that's really where we are in America, and do do we do you do I as a believer really believe that all power and authority rests within the body of Christ? And I happen to believe it does. And when I had the opportunity, when I had the opportunity to speak again, because remember Michelle's always telling me, "Honey, you just say the same thing over and over." I'm sorry, I'm a one trick pony. But when I had the opportunity to speak down in St. Clairsville, Ohio, and Betty was there, and thanks for coming, Betty. Bringing the room, and uh, it's always an encouragement. Um, I told him before I got started. I said, "Listen, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm just going to tell you the truth, and I didn't come here to tickle your ears." And uh, I went full bore again, telling everyone the problems we're dealing with in America are the church. It's the church. Every and I and I use this illustration. We all know. Think, folks, right where you live, right where you live, whatever town that would be. If you pick the biggest church in your town. I'm not the building, not how big the building is. The largest congregation in your church, in your town, whatever it be, whatever small town you're in. And if you got everybody in that big, massive gathering of of goats or sheep, whatever it is, and your pastor said, okay, here's what we're going to do. And we are going to, in our school, in our community, we are going to be the salt and the light in our community. And because we are the salt and light in our community, we are going to do this now, whatever that would be, would that be uh, stop transgenderism in our uh, in our libraries? Would that be stop uh, 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 drag queen story hours? Stop the uh, the the uh, gay agenda? Stop in our schools? We are as the body of Christ. We are going to stand up for righteousness, and we're going to push back against these forces of darkness. And we're not going to allow Satan and his minions and the seed of the serpent to tell us how we are going to live our lives and how we are going to raise our children. If there's a congregation in your town of a thousand people, and everybody said, "Okay, I'm all in. I'm pushing back. I'm fighting. Yes or no? Could you change your community? 
I'm asking I'm asking you that right now. Yes or no, could you change your community? Absolutely. A thousand unrelenting, relentless fighters against evil. Could we change our communities? What do you think? Thank you, Susie. Anybody else think? I think I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's a no-brainer. And we have these, let's call them what they are. We have these deviant freaks, less than 1%, controlling the entire direction of this nation. You understand that, don't you, friends? These deviants are controlling everything. Everywhere you look, there's a deviant doing something, forcing you and I to. It is unbelievable. And rare, rare in any community will you find a body of Christ that will actually stand up and push back against it. Exactly. Why is that? Why is that? What the, what do we, oh, look folks, whether you, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, almighty God ain't going under. (laughs) All right, Jesus Christ ain't going to be trampled on, friends. No matter what your theology might be, he isn't going to be, right? So listen, are we waiting for him or is he waiting for us? That's a great dilemma, isn't it? That's a great question to ask. Is God not moving because he's waiting on us? Or are we not doing anything because we're waiting on God to move? Which one is it? And I sit around and uh, I I was surprised on Saturday morning, um, Betty, because I thought, I would hit a nerve and maybe make some people mad. But you know what? Most of the people in that room agreed with me. They agreed with me that the churches are doing nothing. Nothing. It's up self-centered, tickling your ears, making you and I feel better every time we go there. Can I tell you, I don't want to feel better. The world's on fire. The culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. How can you go to church and feel good? How can you? How can you? Have have you laid down your life? Have you greater love as no man than this? And he would lay down his life for those little boys and girls who are having their souls destroyed in the public schools. Are, are you? Are we going to do that? Are we going to? Are we waiting for some congressman somewhere to pass a law? Is that what we're waiting on? Are we waiting on Donald J. Trump to come in and change it? Is that what we're waiting on? And the sad thing was, <clears throat> most of the people in the room were over sixty-five years old. All of them. It all happened on our watch. And so there they are sitting there tapping their foot, agreeing with me, for the most part, agreeing with me that it's all in the church. And every one of them, Glenn, every one of them, if you ask them, they would go to their they they wish their pastor would they wish their pastor would get involved, every one of them, but they don't. So what's our strategy? Is Jesus Christ all powerful or not? Pull that scripture up, uh, Jonathan, that that, uh, Myra read this morning. Just the end of it. Just the end of what she read. And it says on verse 32, where is this? I'm sorry, I didn't really, what what verse is this? Daniel 11, 29 through 32. This is what Myra read in the pre-show. And look what it says. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. 
but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. What? Jonathan, what's an exploit? Ask Mr. Webster, what's an exploit? I don't know what it means, but I think I want to do one of those. Anybody out there want to do one of those things? I'd like to do an exploit. An exploit is a deed or act, more specifically, a heroic act, a deed of renown, a great or noble achievement, as the exploits of Alexander, Caesar, Washington. But in the ludicrous sense, another side of it, of course, there's always two sides, right? An act, a great act of wickedness. So those who know their God, the devil, are going to do great acts of wickedness. And those who know the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, they're going to do heroic deeds of renown, great or noble achievement. You get it? You get it, folks? Where, where did we get this rollover, get pushed over Christianity that we are now seeing? You know, I was thinking today, don't worry, Michelle. I was thinking today when I'm, you know, chances are pretty good. No, I shouldn't say that. I may never see my son-in-law fly a plane. I, I'm, I mean, some of you may never see it. Why? Oh, they're bringing another pandemic. You know there's another one coming, right? You know there's another one coming, a more deadly one. You know they're putting, they're putting our food, they're making it six, they're spraying stuff on top of it. You certainly know that, don't you? You do know that. Well, at what point do we stand up and say, that's that's it? And what does it look like if we stand up and say, that's it? I ain't taking it no more. I'm going to do me some exploits. I wish I had the answer. I wish there was some push button. I wish there was some formula. I wish there was some, I wish, I don't, I don't know what it is. But I know this. The king that I serve is going to help me do exploits. Pull that back up there again. That's 2 Samuel. Was it 2 Samuel? Is it 2 Samuels? Daniel 11. And, huh? Let me, let me just, let's go up the top of this. Let's read this again, because my, my, this was Myra's pre, pregame prayer. At the time appointed, he shall return, boys and girls. He shall. And come toward the south, but it shall not be as the former or as the latter. In other words, when he comes, it ain't going to be like anything you've ever seen. For the ships of Shittim shall come upon him. Therefore, he shall be grieved and return and have indignation against the holy covenant. So shall he do. He shall even return and have intelligence with them that forsake the holy covenant. And arms shall stand on his part and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength. And he shall take away the daily sacrifice and that shall place the abomination that make desolate. He's going to come in and he's going to clean house. And such as do wickedly against the covenant, he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. That'd be me. I know my God, that'd be me. Would that be you, Ray? I think that'd be Ray. I think I would be Clay. I think I think it was, I think that would be Jeff Klein. I, I believe so, huh? I, I know my God, and I'm going to do exploits. I'm going to do things so great that they're going to know it was God who did it, and they're going to say, "Oh my God, did you see what He did?" 
Because why? They're all markers to point to him and his power. And the reason we're in the mess in the world today is there's no power in the church. The church doesn't want power. They don't even want it. Amen. Because if you have power, then you are required to do something with it. Boom. And we we sing and we dance and we sing praise songs about how strong God is. He's our deliverer and all that. And we don't we no more believe that crap. We don't believe that crap. All right, I got it off my chest. I got it off my chest. I'm gonna. It's my song, and I'm gonna sing it. Every day when you come in here, I want you to know that's the song I'm singing. That everything you see around you is not the word is not the fault of the devil. The devil's kids are doing exactly what their daddy wants them to do. It's the Lord's kids that aren't. We're not doing what the Lord would call us to do. See, evil men have crept in unaware. And they told us that it isn't Christian to stand up and fight and criticize sin. That isn't very Christian. Evil men. See, they they have, oh, thank you, Lord. It's, yeah, it's trans-Christian. It's trans-Christian. They've changed what Christianity was supposed to be. The masculine, our God will do exploits. They've changed that into the womanly Christianity. It's trans-Christianity. And the devil's laughing. The devil's laughing with every set of testicles he cuts off of a little boy. The devil laughs. And he looks at the church and he he holds up the testicles and he laughs. And the pastors, they don't want to look at it because they don't have any either. Vinny, that'd been a good boom. That'd have been a good boom. 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 How could you how could you possibly? I'm sorry. How could you possibly be pastoring a church today and coexist with what's going on around us? How could you possibly do it? Amen. But see, there's a couple of things they've done. They've isolated us, right? They've isolated us. They've isolated the pastors. Pastors don't get in a big huddle, encourage one another. In fact, if the truth were to be told, I bet some pastors hope other pastors fail. Anybody want to argue with me on that? Anybody want to argue with me on that? That's truth. I know it's truth. I know it's truth. So um, I was thinking today, the reason I guess I got in this mood today, I was thinking this mood as 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 our son-in-law's going away for eight months. Heard Woody Hayes say one time that nothing worth having ever comes easy. Claim will say that again. Nothing worth having ever comes easy. Amen. And we've become soft. We always want somebody else to do it. Maybe in about time somebody done something, and we're always waiting for somebody else to go lay their neck on the line for them to go stand up and for them to get arrested and go to jail, for them to stand up and them to be the ones that have everything taken from. Oh, and then we'll all applaud about how brave they are as we cower in our corner, protecting the miserable little lives that we've built with no eye to the future at all. 
None. I'll go to my Facebook page. I got to uh, real quickly. I want to show you something. Look at that. That I've got to show you something else. Scroll down. Scroll down, please. I want you to see something. This touched my heart this weekend. Mother's Day. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Come on. I'll tell you when. Those are all good, by the way. Keep going. You ready? Oh, that's my mom. Happy Mother's Day, mom. Going down. Look at this. Look at this. Pull that one up. Huh? That's Mother's Day picture of Gigi and her 10 little monkeys. I'm going to ask you something. Do you have any idea how much they're counting on me? Do you really have any idea how much they're counting on me? Little Emmy and Declan and David and Scarlett and Mia and Cora and Macy and Quinn and Annie and Reese. Have any idea what the hell, how much they're counting on me? And I'm going to tell you something. They're in the devil's sights, man. Boom. Devil don't care about me no more. He knows he's not going to get me. But he'd love to get them, wouldn't he? Hmm? Imagine taking those little things and putting them in school teaching them transgenderism. There is no God and evolution and we come from monkeys. Those innocent little brains sitting right there waiting. Mindful of mush, Russian and Balkan. I'm, re- I'm reinvigorated today. <clears throat> I don't know what it's going to cost, but I'm willing to pay it. I'm willing to pay it. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for letting me get that up, get that off my chest. Come on in, Jeff. Coach, the I gotta let everybody know, you know the the idiots up on the square in Mount Vernon, the far left demonic Democrats, yeah. have still been there for six years. Six years every Saturday, one to one thirty. Ever since Donald Trump got elected, they have never left. And we've been up there many a times with them and uh so we haven't been up there since last summer. Saturday morning, I found out they're doing getting signatures, something coming up on the ballot with abortion, and they're getting signatures. Yeah. I looked at Ricky, and I said, it was about 10 o'clock. I said, Ricky, we got to go see what the heck they're doing up there. I said, nothing else. Let's go up and check it out. So Elizabeth said she was, she's the one to let me know Saturday morning. So I said, I don't know if anybody would be up there. Well, let's go. So we got up there, and there they were, each area of the square, the four sections, each Main Street and High Street, with their little groups, their little signs, and oh, my goodness, we were up there for an hour. So I went from station to station, back and forth across the square, which normally they got a permit for the square. We stay off the square. We stand over in front of the bank. So we just went on the square this time. I said, to heck with it. We're going in. So we go in. And they're getting people coming up and signing signatures. People are are just clueless. So I'm rebuking them at each section. I mean, I I didn't need a bullhorn. And I'm telling the people, it's like, this is Mother's Day, and they're up here getting signatures to kill babies. I just live it. Mm. Ended up, Peter showed up, Tom Branstall showed up, Ricky was there with me. People, Some of our people from the garage just popped in. So we had a little event up there, and I told them, I said, we're going back next Saturday. I said, these people are idiots. They're even setting up right around the corner at the Democratic headquarters 
signs that say stop over at 109 East Bond Street and sign the petition. It's like they're after it. So now we got something to do there against the, their little baby killing people that they are. So we're going back to the square. One to do it next Saturday. Just see what we can stir up. Wouldn't you think they'd be embarrassed to call themselves Democrats? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think they'd be embarrassed? I don't think they'd be embarrassed of what's going on. Look around. Try to promote this, this stuff that's going on. But see, we, got to, we have to understand this. They serve their God far more powerfully than we serve ours. Far more powerful. Right? Oh, Joan, the professor from Kenyon College, she's the leader of it up there. I was all over her Saturday morning. I said, Joan, you are of your father, the devil. People are standing there trying to get signatures, and I'm just lighting her up. I said, people think she's smart. I said, the woman is dumb. And oh, my gosh, she just, just uh-huh. a word, not a word. Yep. Amen. Well, so bless you, Jeff. You're, you're always, God bless you, man. You're always out there doing it. Huh? What's that old line? Uh, I like the way I do it a lot better than the way you don't. Because they get criticized all the time for what we do. So, oh, yeah, well, show me how to do it, Ed Chief. Hey, Mr. Pastor Paul, show me how to do it, will you, bud? Come on. It ain't coming. Sorry. Not coming. Joe Allen, come on in. Then, then Angie, then Myra, go. Give you a little hang, snack. Hang on a, hang on a second, Joe. Hang on a second. I want to, I'm going to emphasize this again. If all the past pastors in town got together to end drag queen story out in their town story, would it end? Would it end? Yes or just yes or no? Yep. Okay. We're all on the same page. Okay. Boom. But I'm not just speaking crazy here. We could, we could control every aspect of what goes on in our town. The churches could, but they don't even like each other. Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. <clears throat> the little synapses what coach is saying we know the devil's out there a criminal does not care about law or the judge that's why he's a criminal <laughs> if you if you are a victim he is scared of a victim because you, you know to get up and stand amen joe it's like <clears throat> chad says Nobody cares about mass uh, mailboxes being smashed till it's their mailbox. That's the reality of it. Hey, hey, Jonathan, throw those little monkeys up there on that screen again, will you? Huh? That's that's all I need to look at every morning. Right there. Angie, come on in. Yes, Coach, those are beautiful kids. I saw those this Thank weekend. Um, I want to piggyback off of what Jeff Klein was talking about with this group that's out there coming in to get signatures for put this abortion amendment on. Um, Senate Joint Resolution 2 did pass last week or the week before last in the House. It was uh, finalized to go ahead and put a special election on the August 8th ballot to increase our constitutional requirement to pass for passage to 60% by general population vote. So that's incredibly important. The problem is it's in August. And most people are inherently still either on vacation or not paying attention. We have really, really bad low turnout. So if you are in Ohio, you absolutely have got to start working with your within your communities and getting the word out there that we have this uh, joint resolution that's going to be on the ballot in August, I believe it's August 8th, that we have got to get a huge, what I would call the red wave, to come out and support that and get that so that in November they have no chance of getting it passed. So you and mean right to tell now, me, Angie? You mean to tell me, Angie, the baby killers will show up in mass? They'll they'll come out and vote. 
Oh, I'm sure they would. Yeah, they, they will. Yeah. I'm sure they will. Yeah. So we, we need to get our team out there to, to, to vote and to get this uh, joint resolution passed. Um, because I can promise you that in November they will show up. They're, listen to me. They're so well funded, as you can see, as Jeff Klein gives testimony. Listen, they have people going into every dang county getting signatures every weekend and working on this thing. They're a machine. We are not. We're pieces and parts of a machine, and we can't get our pieces and parts together. And so that's, that, that is absolutely what we have to do. We've got to get people out to the August 8th election. Um, continue to let people know in your neighborhoods and your communities um, and your churches. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I would say get that stuff rolling. Thanks. <clears throat> Did you guys know back in 19, I, I lose track of time, doesn't matter when, that Ohio was one of the first states to pass the Defensive marriage, uh, what bill, whatever it was. Do you know that on, on the state constitution in Ohio says marriage is a uh, union of one man and one woman? Did you know that says that? That is yep. the law in America. Yep. <clears throat> That's the law. Now, the question we have, let's see, the, the, uh, the issue is uh, we let the Supreme Court overrule what our state rule. They can't, the state, they can't do that, see. Uh, nope. They can't do that. And the Supreme, Court just, the Supreme Court just ruled in regards to abortion. Uh, they didn't legalize abortion or decriminalize abortion or criminalize abortion. They said it's up to the states. They kicked it back to the states. So what Angie is telling us that up until uh, just this uh, bill just passed, a mere 50%, 51%, 49% could legalize the killing of babies. Now it's going to take 60% to legalize the killing of babies. So this is huge that it has, it has to pass. So look, to the God-haters, to the devil's team, the government is their church. Do you understand that? Do you understand that they enforce all of their morality through their church, the government? Amen. And our church says we're not going to have anything to do with government. Because why? We're not going to mix the sacred and the secular here. We're just going to be about God's word here, which is a bunch of lies, a bunch of bunk, right? And so the, the God-haters... They all unify together in church called government, and then they pass laws and make our kids live under them, Lord. See, that's come on, come on folks. Wake up here. Is, is, is there a separation between God and government? No. They just tell us there is so they can lie to us and do whatever the hell they want to do. Myra, come on in, then, then Ray. Yes, Coach. To the God lovers at Coach Dave Haddle, First Peter to nine, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye shall show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. That's me. I've been, hey, that's me. I'm a chosen generation, royal priesthood, a holy nation. I'm a peculiar person. And I'm going to show forth the praises of him who called me out of that mess into this new mess that I'm into. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And I'm not going to be silenced. I'm not going to be locked up. I'm not going to have my voice drowned. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to stand up. Amen. Amen. Ray, come on in. Yeah. Those that know their God shall do great exploits. That's the key factor is know their God. Uh, Reminded of a movie, uh, tribulation movie series. There was one scene in it where this lone gunman with an AK-47 comes busting through their doors while they're having church. 
and he lines everybody up against the wall, and he says, anybody there that's wanting to uh, deny Christ, I'll give you the opportunity to leave right now. More than half of them take off, running like scared rabbits. And they're outside now, and uh, all of a sudden the guy just opens fire with his gun, but he's shooting at the ceiling. And everybody outside is thinking they're all dead. But then he lays his gun down and he says, now we can have church. I have <laughs> believers here. And that's, the, that's, the, that's where we have to be. We have to be to that level in order to make the impact like the enemy is doing. They're willing to lay it all down. <clears throat> Amen. Folks, look, I'm just going to tell you, you go through the Bible and you're going to find that it is broad is the way and narrow is the gate. That message is all throughout the Bible. Many come and few find it. We have turned Christianity into, into universalism. Everybody come. We accept everybody. God loves everybody. Well, that would be good, except that's not what the Bible teaches. That's not. God has enemies, friends. God has enemies. We're, we have a wrestling match that goes on, a continual wrestling match. What is wrong with us that we can't understand this? Now, if they came and tried to steal your own car, there'd be a fight, wouldn't they? But you don't care if they steal your grandchildren. Because <laughs> you can't see it happening, can you? can't see it. Jack, come on in. Then Rochelle. Yeah, um, Angie, would you put that uh, resolution, a, a link to it, or the number in the chat, please? I always like to have those to pass on to other legislators. Um, if you know the fundamentals to, to back your argument on that re- type of resolution, we are a representative republic. And if, for, if 50% or 51% of the people can override the representatives, then you have mob rule. That's why it needs to be a supermajority when you're going to override Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution and override a governor signature or override your legislature. It is That's why the confusion between democracy and republicanism, and it's guaranteed in Article 4, Section 4, learn it, quote it, it's simple. So, friends, that's what happens to us. I don't know where you live, where I live here in Ohio. When we have school levies, you all have school levies here in Ohio. They vote, have the people come and vote whether or not they're going to pass a school levy. And it's 51-49. If the majority says, yes, raise our taxes, my taxes get raised. Folks, that, that, that is not legal. That's not legal because the the person who is going to benefit always picks the pocket of the person who has to pay. 51.49. That's why the threshold should be higher. It should be what we would call a super majority because we know this half, well, half the people don't even know what the heck they're talking about. Rochelle, come in and Emma. Thanks, coach. Man, there's so many smart people on this team. Um, yeah, I just, I, we've hit on a lot of topics. I just, I want to back up a minute to where you were talking about, you know, possibly another pandemic or what they're going to call another pandemic. You know, it's coming. Um, 
You know it's coming. Another one's coming. Well, yeah, I just I had this thought the other day and I just wanted to share it because I've um, you know, we've all looked into this frequency and all of this kind of things and 5G. And um it would not surprise me. I mean, they can make 5G mimic Marburg symptoms. So if everybody's scared to death of Marburg, which is a horrifying disease, you know, yeah, a round two of um, poison, poison jabs in our bloodstream. Um, but I did want to bring up something that is really good that's going on. And I thought this was going to start in Florida, but it didn't. Our AG dropped the ball and didn't do anything with the information. But I hear in Jackson, Mississippi now, they've started, um, they've sent out a uh, press release announcing we, the people 50, recall the shots. And um, mm. this was actually very interesting. It, this is a former former Feds Freedom Foundation. So these are all former federal agents, prosecutors, and lawyers, medical professionals, all these people. And they've come in and they've actually served now uh, the papers. And um, hopefully this AG in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, will go and start recalling these shots. Um, mm. I, I really hope it, it starts the ball rolling. Amen. They've got all the information. They've got all the, they've got all the science on their side. Okay. Um, so that's, that's one good thing. And can I just bring you this one more really feel good story, guys? Um, there was a, an 11 year old boy who saved his eight year old sister, seven or eight year old sister from cer- certainly a, at least a sexual attack. I mean, something terrible was going to happen. This is a, a, suburban area and the little sisters out there feeding the chickens or something and a 17 year old from the backwoods grabs her like you see in the movies you know around the waist the hand over the mouth and this um 13 year old boy takes down this assailant with his slingshot Hmm. two shots with his slingshot um here i'll drop the story in the chat um I, i just want you to know guys we're still raising little americans People are fighting back, and this is it's still worth fighting for. Amen. And do not give up. Amen. Keep coming. Amen. Thanks. Uh, uh, amen. Quickly, food additives, folks. They're already at it. Okay, I'm just yeah. I'm just putting this up to uh, piggyback off what she told about the next pandemic. Look at this, folks. <laughs> America's fast food chains use seaweed, soil, and even wood to beef up their menu. Study shows. Scroll on down there. McDonald's, it tells you what McDonald's is putting in their nuggets, what Wendy's is putting in their classic chicken sandwich. The other 44%, stay right there, is a mixture of water, wheat, flour, starch, acid, spices, flavored powders, and who the hell else knows what they're injecting in our food. Carl Jr., his nuggets are set apart from their offerings. Uh, yeah, yeah. Subway. Oh, what they, they're, they're putting products in there that aren't made from chicken. Jack in the box. These products often contain wheat, soybeans, common ingredients, processed food, maybe vaccinations. Who knows? Right. Whataburger. I love Whataburger. Same daggone thing. Burglar King takes two hands to handle the upper two fisted burger from Burger King. Domino's, Domino's dicking stuff in there. Dairy Queen's chicken strips contain a substantial percentage of ingredients other than meat. Arby's, huh? Oh, my folks, they're coming at us from all directions. Don't think it's just going to happen from a shot, okay? We know that, the, that there's, there is, uh, uh, the, I don't, you have to show the video. 
Bill Gates and those guys, folks, they're already injecting the beef. They're already injecting the beef. By the way, Michelle and I just ordered a cow. Bill just came due. How much was it, Michelle? Doesn't matter. $3 a pound. We got our own cow. We know who raised it. We know what they raised it on. We ordered it, and we've got to go pick up our cow in the next couple of days. Uh, he's dead and ground up into, cut up into a lot of pieces. And we're going to put him in our freezer. And I would suggest more of you begin to do that kind of thing, folks, because look, <laughs> the devil is relentless. He's diabolical, right? Poisoning of poisoning of our food. I don't know how I got on that, but it's, it's everywhere, isn't it? See, they don't have to give you the jab to give you the miss. They don't have to do that. $2,000, is that what it is, honey? Yeah, $2,000 for a cow. 2000 bucks. I said, no, that sounds like a lot of money. Well, it is a lot of money. But instead of paying $50 a week, you just pay it all at once. And then you don't know, then your food bill is not as big the rest of the time. At least that's the way it's supposed to work. Excuse me, Emma, come on in then, Jack. Excuse me. Coach, I believe that they cheated in the 2020 election. What makes you think that they won't cheat when we go to vote in August? Oh, come on. Give that's me. right. I, really? I, yeah. You know. I'm, I hear you. I hear you. There's... <laughs> I guess they're making it 60% because they're going to have to cheat a whole lot more, I guess, Emma. Perfect, perfect point. Again, I don't know. Jack. Yeah, the the point is you overwhelm them with numbers. They can only cheat when it's relatively close. They can't right. cheat when it's overwhelming. So if you show up, they're in trouble. Okay, yeah. another another little tidbit on the, the voting <laughs> thing in towns. Uh, in Maine, we have town hall um, system. If the quorum, you got to watch out, folks. What they do is they set the quorum for a town hall meeting extremely low so that they can pack it very simple. So you got to raise the quorum to a reasonable level in order for it to be a bill to be passed in the first place. Jack, what's a quorum? In, in, Most of these people went to a public. A quorum is the minimum quorum. number to have an official meeting. So you got to go and pay attention, ask the question. I assumed that there was a quorum set at a reasonable level of at least 20 in our little town to have a town hall meeting. Not true. It's five. And they've had meetings where they were going to pass a budget of a million dollars where they had to go out on the ball field and get somebody to come in so they'd have the fifth person to have a quorum to hold a meeting to sign a budget that was a million bucks. See, we got to pay attention to the little details because they will mess with us all the time. Yeah. And they do that because the quorum is set so low because of the apathy of the people. They don't show up at town meetings. So when 12 people a few years ago passed a million point two budget, there was only 12 people in the room. I was the 13th. I read them the law from the main Supreme Court or main 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 constitution on funding for schools. And they said, and I said, you're going to vote for a felony if you vote for this. Thank you very much. All 12 of them voted for it. I <clears throat> voted against it. Hey, Jack, the only thing that can be used for money is uh, gold and silver, right? Money has to be coined. It's in the Constitution. Right, folks? Boom. Huh? It's a, a papered money ain't money. It ain't money. 
legally they didn't need money, right? Pull up. Uh, Not exactly, Coach. You and I, you and I can exchange. We can trade yes. in anything we want. We have an unlimited right to contract and cannot be compelled to contract. The law says, Article One, Section Ten: No state, no government in the United States can use anything but gold or silver coin as tender and payment of debt. That's why the Federal Reserve notes all said up until 1965, this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private, and is redeemable in lawful money because it's not lawful money. But you and I can trade in beans or salt or salt, salt. Let's have some salt to trade in. But the government cannot trade in anything but gold or silver coin. That's Mm. right. Constitution says that. Two things I want to get in there. Pull up the frequencies. I got to clean up. I got 11 minutes left. Frequencies. Folks, I did a little, I'm just going to put this up. It's the last one there, Jonathan. Put this in the chat. Huh? Look at all these frequencies I found on YouTube. All this stuff about frequencies, different sounds, what different sounds do. Again, it comes back to the whole idea. Say, coach, that's new age. No, it isn't. No, it isn't, you dummy. No, it isn't. God created the frequencies. God created the frequencies for good. And because we don't understand the power of the frequencies, they now, the, the left has grabbed it, the devil's grabbed it, and now they're calling it new age. And we don't understand the abundance, healing power of different frequencies. By the way, if I come into a room yelling at one frequency, or I come into the room singing at a different frequency, it impacts the room. Does it not? Yes or no? Huh? When, yep. If I come into the room and I got a big smile on my face, say, oh, welcome, everybody. Oh, thank you. for Oh, everybody feels good. If I come in there yelling and screaming, you don't think it changed? Come on. Come on. So I wanted to put that in the chat so people can go check out all those frequencies that are out there. And they're, and they're telling us they're all new. They're all new agey. They're all new agey. Uh, go ahead, Jack. The new age attaches their philosophy to God products. That's right, brother. All power has been given unto me, both in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore. Now, pull up um, Merle Haggard. Huh? Yeah. Pull up Merle. Let's listen to a little bit of Merle Haggard here this morning. Are the good times over? Huh? Merle Haggard. How long is this thing? Oh, we can do that. Go ahead. Play that thing for us. Closest thing to heaven's country music. Wish the buck was still silver And it was back When the country was strong Back before Elvis Before The Vietnam War Came along Before the Beatles And yesterday when a man could still work and still would. Man would, could still work and still would. It's the best of free life behind us now. The good time's really over for good. I wish Coke was still cola 
And a joint was a bad place to be It was back before Nixon lied to us all on TV Before microwave ovens When a girl could still cook and still would It's the best of free life behind us now The good time's really over for good I'll be rolling down a hill like a snowball headed for hell With no kind of chance for the flag or the liberty bell I wish a Ford and a Chevy would still last ten years like they should Best of the free life behind us now The good time's really over for good Let's make a Ford and a ship that would still last ten years like the should. Cause the best of the free life is still yet to come. The good times ain't over for good. The good times ain't over for good. Cause see, here's the issue, folks. It's kind of, is it kind of ironic? The, the greater the technology got, the worse we became. We have all this technology to create, to heal, to do whatever we want to. But we lost our sense of morality, our sense of right and wrong, the foundations upon which the nation was built. It's not that we don't have the capability to be good again. Is that we don't have the willpower to be good again. Amen, coach. And the Bible says that we, we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. And why is it that we sit around and expect ungodly men and ungodly women to do good things? Why do we expect that to happen? And why do we think that at the moment that you come to Christ and you receive salvation, that your influence in the world should wane, that you should be less involved. Now that you've, we hear that phrase, coach, we're in the world, but we're not out of the world. In the, in the world, but we're not out of the world. Come out from among them. Be ye separate. Touch not the unclean thing. That talked about your personal walk with the Lord. It didn't talk about whether or not you had the ability to be salt and light to a lost and dying world. That was the purpose of your salvation. We've allowed them, evil men who've crept in unaware, to tell us what? Don't get involved. Don't mix religion and politics. Pull back. Let them have it. Keep yourself clean. 
The exact opposite message. The exact opposite message. And like I said the other day, if we just took the first six commandments, pull them up there, Jonathan. Pull up the six commandments. If we took all religion out, pull up the Ten Commandments. Find them somewhere. Pull all of them out. All the commandments out. All religion. No mention of Jesus. Nobody. If the government just said, here are the rules. Here are the rules that we're going to follow now. And we we eliminated the first four. I'm just talking from a secular point of view, right? Eliminate the first four. The first tablet, no other gods before me shall not make idols. You shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day took hold. Okay, if we just eliminated those four and the government said, okay, here are the six commandments we're going to follow. Everybody in this country is following these six commandments. Honor your father and your mother. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't lie against your neighbor and don't covet your neighbor's good. These are the laws we could restore this nation. Do I disagree with that? But as soon as we try to do that, they say, oh, no, no, that's religion. See how stupid we are. See how conniving the devil is. That they've convinced Amen. us that we can progress as a nation and work together as a nation with no common set of values that we teach everybody. Could you tell the atheist, say hey, you can't murder? Sorry, dude. He says, well, that's my religion. Well, not here it isn't. Uh, You can practice your own religion any place you want to, but you ain't going to kill people because there's a law against that. And you're not going to go around and sleep with every whore in every corner because there's a law against that. You can't do that. And you're not going to go steal from your employer. You're not going to steal from your name. You're not going to do it because we have a rule against that here in the United States. And you're sure as hell not going to go around and tell lies about people. You're not going to do that because we have a rule against you. You see how simple this would be? Just how simple this would be. And if we enforced just those things right there, taught them to our children, and enforce them. Now, all of us know this, that those second six are impossible without the first four. We understand that. We understand that the foundation of all of that are the first four things on those tablets, right? The first four are your obligations to God. No other gods before him. Don't make any idols. Don't take his name in vain. And keep honor the Sabbath day. That Those are religious things. Okay, we get that. But couldn't we just from a secular point of view say, hey, honor your mommy and daddy. You can't murder people. You can't commit adultery. You can't sleep around. You can't steal. You can't lie. And you can't cut. Those are, those are, those are our secular rules. This is, God help us. What a mess we're in. What a mess. But good times are coming, man. Good times. I want you to leave here today encouraged that something great is about to happen. Why? Because all power is given unto God. He has it all, and he's given it unto us. It's time we exercise that. Blessings. See you tomorrow. I'll get you in there. Hang on.